Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I am Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Thursday, October 12th, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, where things stand for Steve Scalise. Number two, what the House Democrats are thinking. And number three, Congress squeezes the Biden administration on Iran. All right, let's get into it, Jake. It has been an intense week on Capitol Hill, uh, but probably not as much for anyone as it has been for Steve Scalise, the House Majority Leader, is in his quest for speakership and is now seemingly has the impossible impossible task, rather, to turn 107 votes in his favor. Uh, it feels a lot like a redux of Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy part due, as we put it at the top of the newsletter this morning. So listen, um, yesterday, Steve Scalise uh, won in the House Republican conference meeting 113 to 99. Um, the um, that is that includes his 113 to total includes the three delegates who have do, uh, from U.S. territories who do not have the who do not have the ability to vote on the House floor. Um, it also does not include Corey Mills of Florida, who would have voted for uh, Jim Jordan, he said, and Corey Mills is in Israel right now. So the the actual total was about 110 to 100. Um, that is an incredibly close, um, uh, you know, an incredibly close vote to be honest with you and he needs to get to 217 so even if you take the most charitable explanation uh 110 uh it was his total even if you take 113 but let's take 110 he has to turn 107 votes in his favor now that is a lot of votes <laughs> i don't know what to tell you that is a lot a lot a lot of votes um so um the uh let's let's just be clear here so 107 and in a couple days now the scalise people scalise world his aides his allies his friends all say well kevin mccarthy had two months to do this it's fair he did kevin mccarthy also had um 180 something votes on the house floor 188 when he beat andy biggs so he had 70 more votes than scalise had um and Scalise doesn't have that time. He doesn't like they need a speaker now or not now, but in a day or two. So then there's just a huge. Well, let's actually I'll kick it over to you for that, Anna. Then we can continue. So what do you think? What do you think of all of the things that I just said? <laughs> so many thoughts, Jake. So little time. Uh, no, listen, the stakes could not be higher for Steve Scalise. I, I think whether or not it took Kevin McCarthy months to get there or not is not really operative for Steve Scalise, right? I mean, he's got to get there and he's got to get there fast. Uh, I, I think that the problem for him, you know, it's not as if it's just the, you know, holdouts that are the rabble rousers in the House Freedom Caucus unhappy with anyone. But, uh, you know, that that's a lot of votes that are he's going to have to make the big push on. I think the question is going to be, you know, listen, He's he's turned votes before when it comes to other pieces of legislation or trying to get members on board for this. I think the question is, can he do it when it comes to his own future? That's the big question. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, 
the but think of it this way also listen to what people are i mean listen to just his nose i i could tell you spent a lot of time yesterday talking to everyone in the conference nancy mace went on jake tapper's show and helpfully remind people that scalise about the episode where scalise went to a white nationalist uh uh event 20 years ago or something like that max miller of ohio is a hard no mike lawler is basically said he'll never vote for him carlos Jimenez and lloyd smucker uh, also knows Barry Moore was for him. Now he's against him. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene said she'd rather focus Scalise focus on his cancer treatment. Chip Roy said he's uh, it's been a setback for him how he's handled himself. George Santos, who's under indictment on twenty something charges, um, uh, posted on Twitter or X late last night that he's never heard from Scalise and won't back him. Bob Good and Lauren Boebert said they won't vote for Jordan on the floor. Tom Massey said there were twenty, including him, who would not vote for Scalise. So cool. That's a lot of people. That's a line. That's a real lineup there. When you put it in yeah. fast, short order, like you just did. The challenge here for Scalise is that this cuts across um, ideological lines. It's not only conservatives; it's moderates; it's everybody. So, uh, you know, that's that's a, that's a big problem. That is very true, and I think you know we lay out pretty well here this morning in the newsletter that the the big question is. You mean you you just laid it out? It was so stark when you start listening to all of those different names, right? To your point of from different parts of the conference and how they're a no for him. You know, there's there's serious, clearly serious concern uh, that Scalise can't win a floor vote, and so the question is going to be, what does that mean for his candidacy? Uh, Does he stay in the race? Does he bow out? Does somebody else actually fill that void? I mean, it it just is another example of Republicans uh, over the many, many years that we've been covering them and their unhappiness with leadership. Um, and and truly, you know, I think there have been people that have been kind of like, you know, sometimes been unhappy, but have just gone along with whoever the candidate is, whether that was John Boehner, whether that was Paul Ryan, whether that was ultimately uh, Kevin McCarthy. But this time there just seems to be uh, an unwillingness to make that concession. Uh, And it's going to be very, very interesting to see how that plays out. Let's go on to the number two story of the morning. We have a um, an item here on what House Democrats are thinking as much as uh, Republicans are the party in control of the House. Right now, Democrats have a pretty simple strategy, Jake, for this week, which is watch and wait. Yeah, um, the... uh you know, I would say this. Here's uh, the <laughs> House Democrats are going to put up with this for a little bit, but they they feel pretty strongly that they need a speaker. Um, and I, I understand that they do need a speaker. Um, they are right now kind of waiting and watching and they nominated Hakeem Jeffries, of course. They uh, um, uh, that's who they're going to back on the House floor. But listen, they are kind of waiting to see if there might be a deal to be cut. I would say there's not going to be a deal to be cut. Republicans are going to be incredibly motivated to get there on their own, to become speaker on their own without any Democratic help. Um, Once you get Democrats in the mix, it's not very uh, it's not going to be good. It's just not going to be good for them. Um, They're going to owe Democrats a lot. And as one person said, it's like switching one gun to your head for another. It's you 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 all of a sudden owe Democrats stuff. But a very good item by Heather. Uh, I um, I uh, it's an important it's an important element in the mix. 
For sure. And just to, to put a finer point on that, even if Scalise were to get uh, there and, and across the finish line when it comes to, to getting the votes for to become the next speaker, also going to be a very interesting and a different uh, relationship between Steve Scalise and uh, Hakeem Jeffries, the House Minority Leader, while Jeffries and McCarthy had a pretty good relationship, I would say, working across the aisle and, and they kind of work to at least be cordial uh, at the very least. Uh, when it comes to Scalise, things are, are very different. So worth worth taking a gander at uh, her item this morning because it really lays out what the challenges and the opportunities could be for House Democrats. Jake, let's move to the number three story of the morning, uh, a look at Washington to compared to the world and how Congress is squeezing President Joe Biden on Iran after the Hamas terror attacks against Israel. Yeah, listen, it's become the default position um, for Democrats and anybody in the Senate to uh, be supportive of freezing that money to Iran um, and uh, $6 billion. This has been, uh, it's basically a free vote now because every moderate Democrat or every any Democrat who's up for election in 2024 and moderates and liberals alike um, are, are for freezing that money. This is just the first example of how the legislative process is being bent toward the, uh, or is being used on the Israel uh, uh, issue, on the Israel Hamas issue. There's plenty more to come. Um, there's going to be packages, obviously, on the floor, and the, if the House ever gets a speaker, in the and and remember the the um, just keep in mind the um, uh, the Senate's not in, so all this is going to pick up next week. All right, just a quick reminder: Jake and I are going to Arkansas. That's right, you heard it correctly, Arkansas. We're going to be interviewing Republican senators John. Bozeman and Tom Cotton on Friday, October 27th at 1 p.m. Central Time, 2 p.m. Eastern in Little Rock, Arkansas. You can join us in person, or if you aren't as lucky as we are and can't make it to the state, you can stream us online and you can check check in for that and register at punchable.news at our events hub. Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. If you like The Daily Punch, please sign up. Share it with your friends. It's the best way for folks to find out about us. Have a great day and stay safe.